Ahoy, g'day, and welcome to Mike's Open Journal, episode 27. For this episode, it's just going to be me. Uh, again, it's quite nice just to have a chance to talk to you guys on my own uh, and just have a little bit of a break from some of the other podcasts. Uh, I think, like I've said previously, uh, it's really good to start to have a bit of variety here as well, uh, where there are some podcasts where it's just me talking to you guys. Uh, we've still got a few more discussion podcasts uh, with new guests, but also starting to have a couple more of those kind of roundtable or, or group discussions where there is a set topic uh, and myself and a couple of guests, a few guests, um, talk through uh, a set topic. So it's really nice to have um, some more diversity with the, I guess, kind of the content that the podcasts have. And it's also really nice to continue to interact with a lot of different people on the podcast and also have some people returning. I know um, Rich has been on a few times, which is awesome. Um, I've also got uh, a couple of guys that are looking at coming back on the podcast and coming up very soon. In fact, I think recording uh, next weekend. Um, yeah, I think next weekend uh, will be a very interesting recording where myself and two other podcasts will be recording together. Um, so very much looking forward to that. Um, and looking forward to being able to to share that podcast and that conversation with you guys as well. Um, so today was my first day back at work um, after the summer. So my main job is term time only. Uh, through the summer, I worked uh, at a different job, um, but had to take a, a fair amount of time off um, due to some mental health reasons, which those guys that read my blog, which is also available on the website, uh, will have a little bit more of an idea about what's going on there. So a little bit of a uh, shout out to my own blog <laughs> um, on the website, so do go and have a look at that. Uh, I have recently made a couple of changes to the website with regards to um, getting a domain sorted and things like that, so I actually know my web address now, which is pretty cool. So do go and check out the website, which is uh, www. If anyone still does the W's, I'm not really sure. Uh, Mike'sOpenJournal.com, uh, and it's just forward slash for the blog or forward slash for the podcast. Um, so you can go there and have a look. Uh, I'm hoping to make a few changes to the actual website now. Um, now I've got that domain, I feel like I should probably improve the website a little bit so it looks a little bit better. Um, so a few changes coming up there. Um, so for this podcast. Uh, and it's potentially a topic that might get covered again at a later stage. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Twitter uh, because it's somewhere I've spent quite a lot of time over the last few weeks, um, possibly months. And it's been somewhere that has, it's been an amazing tool. Um, it's been a great way to connect with, uh, meet, communicate with uh, a lot of different people um, to find out about some of the struggles, challenges, accomplishments and achievements that other people that are affected by mental health issues um, have had and have overcome. Um, and that's been really beneficial for, for me 
in that it's a great way, firstly, just to meet people um, that have similar experiences, um, people that are talking openly about their challenges and their achievements. And it helps you to feel, um, I know we all hate that word normal, um, but it helps you feel kind of more accepted, I guess, um, and be more aware of some of the challenges that other people have and how they can be similar to yours or they could be different but you can kind of have the experience of sharing stories rather than feeling like you're kind of standing in the spotlight so it has been an awesome experience and I think for me it's kind of a there's a few things I guess to talk through um firstly just the brilliance uh, that has been that experience of meeting and talking to those people. But also for me, something that's, I guess, probably bordered on an addiction with the amount of time um, I've spent on there. Uh, I think it gets to a certain stage where you have to really um, judge how beneficial it is being for you and if it is damaging you, maybe in some other ways. Um, like going back to work today was a bit of a challenge um, but I feel like having a little bit more of a routine um, on a more regular basis um, projects and tasks and things like that that need to be done that I want to do hopefully will mean um, that I use my time online more effectively rather than sometimes I just kind of troll through not troll, <laughs> um, I just sort of scroll through looking at so much kind of stuff that I just don't need to look at uh, and I think that's probably kind of just where the addiction comes in is that oh, I don't, I'm not prepared to sort of think about doing something else or concentrate on something else, like it's really hard to sit down and watch a TV programme or a film for more than sort of 10 minutes without needing to pick up my phone and and scroll through and see if there's any um, interesting tweets or if anyone's posted anything. And um, while that can be great, I feel like it's sort of got to the stage where maybe it's a little bit too much. Um, I've seen a few people that have decided to do um, Facebook or like Twitter um, strikes, bans or getaways, I don't know, um, where they've given it up for a certain period of time. And I think that's, that can be really beneficial. For myself, Twitter is my main social media, so I don't really want to give it up as I feel like it's a great source of um, support um, and I feel like I've made some really good friends online, um, so I wouldn't want to give up kind of talking and communicating with them, but I do feel like it's a good time to sort of maybe readjust the the way and the amount um, that I use uh, Twitter in particular. Uh, I've had... Definitely one night, possibly two, where I've had a dream about being on Twitter um, and sending messages and um, then sending one accidentally to like five people instead of to two people or, um, I don't know, just, I think, proof to myself that I'm spending too much time on there. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, it's about kind of monitoring a little bit how you're using the, the, the social networks that you're using. Um, and for me, that really is Twitter. Um, I have Facebook, but I don't massively use it. It's more of a, 
it has been kind of an organisational tool. Um, if I wanted to have like a get together, or if I was invited to a get together, um, but more and more those kind of communications have moved over to WhatsApp now, um, where it's a few people kind of talking um, about going out or meeting up and things like that. So. Um, yeah, Facebook is on a bit of a wean for me. Um, I mean, I go on there probably, I guess, two or three times a day. Um, but the actual amount of time that I'm spending on there is very minimal. Um, obviously, some of the other social medias like Instagram, I'll scroll through a little bit. But again, I wouldn't say I spend a huge amount of time on there. Um, I like to just post up photos. Um, it's kind of like an album for myself more than anything. Um, and I've recently started to use Snapchat probably in the last sort of two months or maybe three, uh, but really just a case of short messages, things like that. Um, I'd, I don't, I wouldn't say I send like loads of photos. It's more like short videos, um, just to like chat to people. So actually WhatsApp's better to do like a voice recording. So again, Snapchat's not a huge amount of time for myself. But jumping back to the main one, Twitter, um, I have recently found, um, and again, this isn't great for me trying to avoid spending too much time on there, um, some really great conversations and chats that happen um, with uh, obviously like a hashtag something something chat. Um, so I know at certain times of year there are different projects, events and campaigns that go on. Um and that's really great, but I've recently become aware of um, two hashtag chats um, that I found really interesting to kind of uh, kind of find out a little bit more about some people, find out a little bit more about um, some mental health issues, uh, and just become a little bit more aware of some articles as well um, that have been written about different um, challenges uh, and mental health uh, areas and information so that's been really useful for me I think just to be a little bit more informed um, and find out a little bit more so firstly the uh, the mental health chat uh, that I've seen uh, I've seen mentioned a couple of times but I've never really uh, caught it online so I think last week was the first time I have actually kind of been involved in the chat and had the opportunity to talk to some of the people that were tweeting along through the, I think it was probably on for about an hour, I'm not too sure. I think I jumped in in the last sort of 20 minutes to half an hour. Um, so that was really useful. Um, and it was really interesting to to just be part of that and be involved in kind of a communication amongst people that were talking about mental health. Um, so that was the um, hashtag talk MH, which I believe uh, was created by Hannah um, and is a really great kind of opportunity for, for you guys if you're able to, is it called listen in if it's on Twitter or do you read in? I guess you're listening, I don't know, I suppose it's probably still called listening in but you're reading, no, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, if you have a chance to listen or read in, uh, I think that one, 
was that just a couple of days ago? I think that was about three days ago. So what's that, Friday? Um, so I think that's on Fridays. Um, so I think that's Friday evening. But like I say, if you go onto Twitter uh, and search for hashtag TalkMH, um, you'll get some of the information there and see that the conversation generally runs through the week anyway, I think. Um, but specifically um, being run for about that hour period, um, I think on Friday evening. And uh, another hashtag talk that I came across the other day, which was, again, really interesting for me with regards to some of the recent um, challenges that I've had, was to um, actually find out a little bit more about borderline personality disorder. Um, it's something that I'm, I'm not sure how affected or if I am affected by this, um, but some of the symptoms that I've read online definitely feed in to some of the challenges and the behaviours that I've had recently. Uh, and I recently found the hashtag talk for borderline personality disorder. So that is called uh, hashtag BPD chat. Um, now, I'm not sure how long this one's been going on for, but I found it, I think, on Sunday. So yesterday. Uh, and again, that was in the evening, I think. Uh, and that was a great kind of opportunity for me just to find out a little bit more about a specific mental health issue that I feel like I uh, kind of I might be affected by um, but I don't know a huge amount about it so it was again just a chance to hear um, from real people rather than just articles um, but some people also shared some articles um, and again the fact that they were sharing them meant like uh, it was obviously relevant or someone felt like it tied into their experience uh, so that was quite useful for me as well just to get a bit more information and I think this opportunity to actually interact with people and find out about um, mental health issues and challenges and actually be able to talk to people that are affected or have been affected um, by these mental health issues is it's a really great opportunity to talk to people openly and honestly. Um, and I think that's something that we sometimes miss out on in... Or I guess in everyday life, if I want to find out about um, depression or anxiety, um, do I have the opportunity to uh, talk to someone that has um, been affected by that for, say, a few months or a few years um, within my friendship group? Well, maybe one of my friends has been affected by that, but that's not necessarily something that I'm aware of or that they're prepared to talk about at the moment. So... It's great for me to have that opportunity to talk openly online um, to someone who's experienced that, to, to find out a little bit more, um, but also to kind of learn about yourself and some of the challenges that you may have and to support some of those other people that are there online as well. I found it very useful for myself to be able to, to talk to other people that are maybe going through challenges similar to me um, and are maybe going through things that I have experienced or continue to experience um, and I think especially things where you um, maybe you struggle to get out of bed in the morning um, that effort just to just to get up and go to the toilet sometimes is huge um, and is more than um, 
it's more than I can do. Um, I had a, a day last week where I had organised to go out with some friends in the evening. So my plan was to do a few tasks um, during the day, like not too much, but I had a couple of things I wanted to do. Um, literally did not get out of bed until, well, I think I got up, I was awake at about six, got up, had breakfast, went back to bed, got up about 10 o'clock, I think, went to the toilet and back to bed. Uh, I think I might have woken up again around lunchtime, made a sandwich, went back to bed, woke up at about half past three, four o'clock, um, and gradually got ready and left the house, I think just bef- around sort of half past six. Um, so it's like a whole day of not doing anything. Um, and some people say, oh, like, it's great. Sometimes you just need that um, that time to relax and chill out. And I'm like, yeah, that's completely true. Sometimes you do need that. Um, but for me, that was a case of, like, being the third or the fourth day of doing that. Um, and it's actually then not what I want to do. It's more um, not being able to do something else or anything um, that becomes the struggle uh, and the fact that you then concentrate on that and feel like, uh, actually, I'm not able to do something else. Uh, it's a whole day wasted or two days wasted. And that can then become a very negative um, way to think about yourself um, and what you're doing. Uh, so for me, sometimes I try to accept um, that I'm going to have days like that. Um, and it maybe it isn't a day where I'm, I'm resting or I'm just chilling out. But maybe it isn't a day where I'm going to be able to achieve a lot. Um, and it's about picking those kind of small things that you're able to do. So for me, um, in the end, the fact that I went out in the evening, even though I didn't really feel like it, um, it was nice to go out and catch up with friends um, and see them. So that was the, the positive of my day, and I held on to that. Um, I'm trying, choosing, trying, <laughs> um, not to focus on the fact that actually for, for most of the day or for the rest of that day, um, I didn't do anything at all. Um, so it's trying to pick out those things that you can really draw on. Um, massively forget how I got onto um, that part of the conversation. <laughs> uh, I think again, uh, I'm going to jump back to those online conversations, which I'm guessing is where that branch of the conversation came from, of being able to talk about uh, some of those those struggles that you've had and, and kind of have that shared experience with someone online and uh, get kind of positive feedback from them, give positive feedback to other people online that are maybe not having a great time um, as well. And I think having that kind of shared community support system where uh, everyone has had or experienced, maybe not the same thing, almost definitely not the same thing, um, but we've experienced something similar or we have a, a better understanding Um, for what other people are going through and I think it is about trying to create that community where you do feel accepted um, where you do feel like you are understood better Um, because being marginalised or kind of alienated whether you are being or whether you just feel it um, can be one of the things especially I know for myself if you're affected by things like anxiety and depression that, that do make us worse um, so having that opportunity to, to talk to 
like-minded is probably not the correct word in um but to people that you feel like can understand that you feel happy to talk to um that you can give and receive information from i think is is really beneficial also having that opportunity to kind of help someone else makes you kind of reflect on your own experience as well sometimes um while sometimes a lot of the time it is a case of um kind of do what i say not what i do <laughs> um like you are able to give out that kind of positive advice and, and you think oh why can't i apply that to myself all the time um but then uh, you also realize that actually do you know what like you're able to recognize that you can reflect on that you're able to be there and support somebody else um yeah you're not perfect all the time but um you're fighting you're challenging um you're surviving you're trying to look on the positive side you're trying to uh be progressive um and achieve some of those targets that you're setting yourself and i think more and more this might sound really weird but the more and more i talk to um to other people um the less and less I feel like I compare myself to other people. Uh, and the more you just sort of reflect on yourself and how you've changed. Um, I don't quite know how that works. I'm not, I can't think of how my mind has worked in that way. But I do think uh, the more people I talk to, the more reflective I am of my own experience, um, of the things I have done and achieved which have been awesome um there are still many many challenges and struggles um i don't know about ahead definitely ahead but still here uh but no there's other people around makes a, a big difference i think it also helps to sometimes share the load because if there's a large number of people in a group that you're talking to online do you know what sometimes you just you need someone there quickly especially if you're going through something in that moment and you know you're having thoughts of maybe self-harm suicide um just some really negative and dark thoughts um potentially you do need that that support very quickly and you're not sure where to look to i mean in those instances uh, obviously, I would recommend you're you're looking at um, out of hours services, your GP, Samaritans. Um, if you've got family or friends you can talk to, do that. But I know that some people do reach out um, to friends that they have online, um, and that can be because maybe you don't know that person in in brackets real life. Um, you feel a little bit more at ease to reveal kind of that thought process that's going on and some of the challenges that you have. Uh, and I think that's why sometimes it's great to have a group because you're not kind of, for me, I have issues around kind of trust, people caring and, and kind of relying on people. So for me, maybe this is different for you guys. Uh, for me, I see the benefit in that you're not kind of overly relying on one particular person Um and that there's maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 people in a group that you're part of and that someone will reach back to you because some people are in different country, different time zones, some people are working or studying. Um, and so the larger the group, the more likely you are to get some response. 
Um, so it is about kind of building up those different support networks and systems that are going to help you out in the future. That being said, that does um, kind of bring up for me the fact that I'm part of a couple of different um, support or network groups. And I have to admit, I interact with those very differently. Uh, I'm part of, I think, three on Facebook. And again, the way I interact with them could be different because it's a different platform. Uh, and a, I think, probably formally kind of one group on Twitter. Uh, but I have a couple of different people um, that I would speak to on there. Now, for me, the the two groups I'm part of on Facebook, uh, I would say the uh, the discussions are just, I would say, less engaging. I feel like it's a lot more, um, people kind of come with, uh, I've got this trouble or this issue. Um, and it feels a bit more like a, um, kind of a peer group clinic, uh, whereas I feel on Twitter, while those um, issues and those challenges do come up, there's a lot more kind of general conversation, there's a lot more social interaction uh, with the people that are there, whether that's a case of talking about their day-to-day lives, um, sending out just positive vibes to other people in those groups or that they're talking to, um, talking about maybe a blog post that they've got coming up um, or a YouTube post and trying to connect or promote different sort of things that are going on. So for me, I, I, I kind of see them in, in different ways and I guess different things will work for different people. Um, but for me, again, I, I just don't quite connect with... Um, that material that's going on to, to Facebook and while I'm part of those groups I've become a very inactive uh, member on there whereas Twitter again I think probably to some extent that's based on my very excessive use of it over the last few months I feel like I've interacted a lot more with um, certain individuals uh, so people like Rich, Kay, Mark, Laura, Lauren I think there's two Laurens um, and um, a lot of other people as well. Don't want to get into that thing where you start naming names because then you miss people out and everyone's disappointed. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's a great way, again, to sort of build up those one-to-one communications, but also in those groups, um, I feel like there's a lot more communication, there's a lot more support, it feels a lot more personal, Um I feel like people reach out but also talk directly to people whereas for me um, I just don't get that with Facebook Um, if you do that's great Uh, but I just don't really Um, so I feel like I've bumbled my way through um, for a little while talking about um, Twitter which was the main purpose I guess of uh, this podcast episode uh, and talking about my experience of it Again, uh, like I said at the beginning, it might be really interesting to have this conversation again in a few weeks' time uh, with a couple of other guests and see what their thoughts are with Twitter or with other social medias. Um, I'm sure there are some people out there that are much more positive about some of the other networks than I am, or maybe they don't like Twitter at all. Who knows? Um, If they don't like Twitter, I'm not sure 
how they're listening to the podcast because that's the main place I'm kind of promoting it. Other than the website, go to the website, uh, mikesopenjournal.com. Woo! Yeah, I love having a domain name that I can remember. The other one was so long. I, I couldn't remember it. And even when I was adding it into the descriptions, when you read it, it looked like a whole sentence. So, yeah, it's a bit excessive. Away from Twitter, uh, I think I touched on it at the beginning. As some of you will know, um, in the recent, probably not weeks now, probably m- months, I don't know, uh, I've had issues with uh, having episodes and outbreaks where uh, my emotions have become, become, I guess, confusing and uh, overpowering. And that's led to um, both emotional and physical, I wouldn't, I don't know about outbursts, but just kind of uncontrollable, um, sort of on the, on the edge of sort of fitting and raging. Um, and uh, I've hit myself a few times as well when that's happening. So that kind of uh, negative experience for me has been a real challenge over the last couple of weeks, months. And um, that's one of the reasons that I have started to look into things like the borderline personality disorder where there are issues or where there seems to be um, issues around uh, emotion and how that can affect um, you physically um, when you have kind of difficulty processing some of those things. Uh, Now, I know that's kind of just one area um, of BPD that I'm talking about, but it's the area that I feel like I kind of connect with. Um, And it's also something that I feel that doesn't it doesn't completely match up with my depression I feel like it's something different uh depression is the thing that I've kind of well it's the thing I'm being treated for um it's the thing that I feel like I've been affected by um while I have symptoms of anxiety um I don't feel like I have anxiety if that makes sense to you guys um I feel like it's been depression that's kind of Um, I wouldn't say got me in this situation because it's me that's done that, but that I've been affected by. Um, But these episodes are definitely something else. Um, So that's why things like um, those hashtag talks and chats, uh, for me, are really beneficial to be able to talk to other people about some of the stuff that's going on, find out a little bit more, um, and again, have that opportunity to just talk to people. Um, If I wanted to find out about cricket do you know what I'd do I'd think how have I become so boring because cricket is a boring sport (laughs) Um, but I would probably (laughs) pick another sport to be interested in (laughs) I would um sorry cricket fans I would um talk to people that are playing or coach cricket that are involved in it find out about how to go along and learn more about it and work out if that's something I can really enjoy or if I'm good at it um and so Um, issues around mental health shouldn't be any different if there's something that you're struggling with that you're interested in that you feel that you're affected by or someone around you is affected by then you should be able to um, go and talk to professionals if you want to or you should be able to go and talk to people that are affected or have been affected um, by these challenges and find out a little bit more make informed decisions about what kind of support you think you might need or that you want to seek out um, 
Is it something that you can work on on your own? Is it something that you need to go away and find out a little bit more about? Are there some resources online that you can use? When you go to see your GP, your counsellor or your care worker, is it something you can bring up and discuss with them? Um, And I think that's a real key thing sometimes. I know um, having recently been assigned a care worker, uh, the fact that they are kind of reluctant initially to give you any um, kind of diagnosis or um, information more than you're giving them, um, it's very much like going to the GP, I think, where they'll kind of sort of say, well, this will help you or that could help you, um, but they won't actually kind of give you a diagnosis um, unless they really, really have to. Um, so I think they're looking for you to give as much information as possible. Um, so I don't think it's not your job to diagnose yourself but I think the more information you can kind of collect and work out I think um, helps you in the long term because you're making that informed decision or you're having a conversation in an informed way you know if you're going to go and buy a car you research it online first you have a look at a lot you have a look around at descriptions reviews um, photos um, specifications and then you go and talk to someone at the garage So I don't think there's anything wrong with looking online, finding out as much as possible beforehand by talking to friends or someone else online um, before you go along to talk to a a GP or a care worker. doesn't mean you have to, um, but I just feel like it kind of helps you along that process. And for me, it will help me feel a little bit more in charge, not in charge, in control, I guess. It helps me feel a little bit more in, in control because I go in kind of knowing something Maybe I only know like 2% of it, but I go in knowing something rather than nothing at all. And for me, that helps, that puts me at ease a little bit, makes me a little bit more comfortable to talk about what's going on. Um, So that's a little bit behind why um, I became quite interested with some of those hashtag chats and discussions. And I think they are a great way to, to meet people, to find out about what's going on. Um, to learn a little bit about yourself, to help other people as well. And I think that makes a huge difference. I've had some great comments um, from other people and it's been really interesting to have a few people to follow and kind of read a little bit about their experience through their blogs as well. At some stage, I guess I'm going to have to update that recommendations page on the website, uh, mikesopenjournal.com. No, I'm going to drop it in everywhere now. and uh, have a few more blogs on there on the recommendations page um, because there's some great blogs out there that uh, be really interesting to um, signpost you guys to and hopefully that you'll find really useful uh, and can really take a lot from the, the guys and the girls that are writing some amazing stuff. So this has been a, it was meant to be quite a short one, I'm not great at short podcasts, I know there's some other really interesting podcasts out there that I'm going to be teaming up with soon. Uh, a big shout out to Audio Rising and to Surviving My Podcast because we will be talking very soon. Those guys are amazing at what they do. And I have to say, I do have a bit of admiration for the fact that they're able to kind of put so much information um, together, make it so clear and concise. And it's in <laughs> kind of uh, anything between sort of, four, I think it's anything between a five minute and kind of a half hour max chat and uh, I rock up with my um, 
40 minutes to two hours podcast <laughs> um yeah concise is 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 not really what you're getting here i concise is um yeah it's an illusion definitely over here um so i'd like to say a big thank you to you guys for listening in to my ramble uh do tune in for that uh, I'm not sure what really what we're calling it. Um, combined, joint, hosted, uh, mega podcast uh, with the guys that will probably come out sometime next week. Um, if you are interested in being on the on the podcast, in the podcast, on the podcast in the future, please do get in contact through the website mikesopenjournal.com um, or through Twitter at. Uh, what uh, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter? After saying I spent all that time on Twitter and then delaying, um, you can find me at Mike underscore Douglas underscore or the podcast at Open underscore Journal underscore. And uh, like I say, do do, do um yeah, go and uh, check out the website. It's uh, mikesopenjournal.com. Uh, <laughs> as I say, if you are interested in coming on in the future to talk generally about a particular topic or to talk a little bit about your own. Um, story your own journey uh whatever that is whether it's yourself or someone you know uh be delighted to have you on the podcast and to hear a little bit about your story and ah oh just a warm fuzzy feeling at the thought that um i've just remembered i checked the listen view number the other day and we have over 660 views slash listens for the podcast uh, which obviously by the time you hear this one would have gone up um hopefully to over 750 that would be awesome um so thank you very much to everyone that has listened to the podcast um some of you i know are going back and listening to old episodes as well um so thank you very much for that a massive shout out to all of my American listeners uh, and a big thank you to Joy and Michelle who have, I know, um, sung praises for the podcast. So thank you very much to those lovely ladies for recommending the podcast to their friends, family members uh, and just general randomers that follow them online as well. Uh, I will be coming back very soon with as i said a couple of different episodes so look forward to putting those out for you guys i hope you're all well and please do remember you're not alone out there mikesopenjournal.com 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 mikesopenjournal.com